Welcome back, friends. This is the Good Midlife Podcast. We are back. We, after a busy, long weekend, Richard just got back into Louisville after some travel in the Hoosier State. I am fresh off Bourbon Beyond and then four days of work, which have been brutal because I did four days at a music festival. Before we get into all the fun stuff of the weekend, let's just go through thanking everybody for listening. Lots of great listens. We did a bonus episode talking about Bourbon and Beyond. I'll talk about that in a minute. Thank you guys for listening to that one. Also, thank you for watching us on the social medias. We are the Good Midlife Podcast at Instagram. He is Kenshin Crew at Instagram, and we are the Good Midlife at gmail.com if you want to reach us. Now, Richard, how are you doing? Tell me how's it going from uh, the great state of Indiana. Well, I am uh, actually back home and uh, got home this afternoon to uh, a lot of traffic uh as well as a lot of louder than life fans it was just amazing so got to see all the uh headbangers for the uh for the evening so very excited about that because louder than life is rolling on in man i thought about going tonight just for weezer and i did foo too fighters. actually i, I really they, i meant foo fighters rancid god who else uh foo fighters weezer. rancid weezer weezer and 311 Oh yeah, three eleven. That's a good one. That would be a fun one to see too. I yeah, agree with that. Yeah, yeah. apparently, I, it's uh, interesting trivia about three eleven. They're one of the few bands, if not one of the only bands, that have had the same band lineup for the longest period of time. It's like twenty five years or something without any changes. I mean, when you've got that amber colored energy, man, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, I, I know, I know. <laughs> That's I would love so, to see them actually. That'd be a fun set, I think. Yeah, yeah um, I think that I think they'd be a good show for sure. All right, we're going to get into that in a minute. Before we do, we always like to kick off. What'd you do this weekend? We'll catch up with Richard's weekend in a minute, but we're going to do something a little bit different tonight. You know, we like weird soft drinks. Uh, we both found this at the grocery store. Uh, it is called Coca Cola Y three thousand. We're doing zero sugar because we're old, and Richard's running for a marathon, and I drink beer all weekend. So let's go. Um, <laughs> So we're going to try this as we go through the show and talk about it, comment on it as we go. So if you're ready, Richard, let's crack them open and take a first sip of this. Well, let's do a sniff first. It's like a good wine. You got to sniff it. Yeah. Stick your nose in. Yeah, that's right. It smells like a normal soda, kind of. A little citrusy, I think. Well, there's also kind of a caramel smell or something. I don't yeah. know. It's pretty basic soda scent though. Yeah, this is very different than what's what's the what the Fanta, which uh right now is number one in my categories of all these damn sodas I've tried. So smell kind of has an interesting smell. Yeah. It yeah. is it is citrusy, but there's some underlying weirdness. So all right, I'm ready right. to go. Let's let's get a sip here. No. <laughs> what? No, is no. It, is that bubblegum flavor? Did they like put like amoxicillin liquid in there? What? What is that? <laughs> God, no, <laughs> no. Well, so the, the label says we'll, we'll continue to drink it through the show. Is this yeah, and try to figure out what it is. But the, the label says co-created with artificial intelligence, Richard. So. Maybe artificial intelligence isn't the way to go. And I said, what the hell does that even mean? Making a soda with artificial is intelligence. This, is this like the Terminator of sodas? Is, is this Skynet of sodas? Well, also, like... If you don't get that reference, look it up. 
if you're not, if you don't know what Skynet is, then oh, we have yeah, some right. other issues. Right. I mean, you're a weirdo. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it well, smells think... like it tastes or it tastes like it smells. Yeah, uh, uh initial like oh, you know, God. one Terrible. ounce taste. It's a thumbs down Coca Cola. Yeah, but, um, that, that artificial intelligence is, on me. is funny though. Like artificial intelligence is a word that I think like marketing companies can throw out there now. And nobody knows what the hell it means. I mean, people know what the hell it means, but it's sort of trendy, right? Like if you've got a, a basic level population, they might be like, well, let's try that artificial intelligence. That, that's got that new AI stuff in it. Yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. I've seen this a million times and it's so funny when companies do that. Um, piggyback on some buzzword that uh, people don't really even know what the hell it means, but uh, they sell some stuff with it. So. Um, it, it's it's like there were some buzzwords during the COVID years and and stuff like that. It's I mean lately it's just like it's like the word journey. If if you're on a journey, or it's like stuff like that. I mean it, yeah. there's buzzwords every year. It seems like one word that it's just repeated over and over again that just needs to stop. And this year it's artificial intelligence. It sure is AI. You know, that's a great idea for a show. We need I need to write this down for when we don't have good ideas, but uh go through a list of corporate buzzwords that we hate and ones that we can tolerate because we both work corporate and there's yes. a lot of that action. Yes, yes. Yes, there is. It's still I can't Is it cotton candy? What is it? It's ass. <laughs> it is ass. Maybe we I need to bring in a uh, second opinion on this. And get uh while we're here, let me see if I can get my wife up here to give her opinion on this. All right. While you're working on that, I'll tell you that my daughter Katie, who has uh, been on the pod before, she tried it, and she kind of had like a mediocre. It's okay. It's not great. Um, I think it's, thought, it's not even that. I don't think it's that good. I I mean, I mean, it this might be the bottom of the barrel right here because they've had some really. I'm just going to say it, shitty flavors. This shitty flavor might be the bottom of the future, futuristic flavored. If that's the future, I don't want any part of it. I'll, I'll go back. I will go back to when I didn't have a computer or a phone. That is awful. I knew them damn computers were going to ruin everything. They, they really have. They, they Skynet has ruined <laughs> Coca-Cola Zero as we know it. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I don't even know what this is. Hello, we have we have a guest now. Oh yes, guest awesome. Is coming in uh, in inside. I don't know if we can hear you through my headphones, but Maisie Kinchlow is going to try Y three thousand. Smell it first. What do you, What do you smell? It smells like a flat Coke. It smells like it does, a flat it Coke. Does, according it does. I'll to give my you life. that. That's right. I'll give you that. Maisie says cotton candy, everybody. I see, yeah, I see. I get cotton candy or, or bubble gum or something like that. I get that too. Bubble gum, maybe bubble gum, a hint of bubble gum, yeah, a hint of, yeah. I think it's it, it might be the bottom of the barrel of all the ones we've tried. It's bad. Why am I still drinking this? I just took another drink of it. I, I don't either. I, I, I don't know why we keep drinking it. It's because you know why, because Maisie. It's co-created with artificial intelligence. We're, we're this this is the word of 2023 is artificial intelligence and it's futuristic flavor. Did you know that? 
But we get we get a thumbs down from Maisie. All right. So, so yeah, all right, three thumbs down tonight on the podcast. Um uh I, I it's really was not worth the chip that they just put in my body, but whatever. We tried it. It's yeah, fun. yeah. I mean, way to go, Coke. Way to go. Oh, right. we know who, who we're not going to have as a sponsor of this show. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But what the fans are, come on back. Maybe in her organization, her rocket, <laughs> record label, because I, I wish tonight's spot show could be sponsored by Foxy Red. I keep waiting. Sexy Red. But, sexy uh, Red, buddy. Sexy, sexy red. red. Sorry. Sexy Red, Foxy Red, whatever. It's either name's great. Fo- Foxy um, Red is Red Fox's granddaughter. Yes. Yes. Uh, but uh, Coke... Um, you might have whiffed on this one, whereas Fanta, what the Fanta is much, much better. Winning right there, right there. All right. We're going to sip on that as we go through the list of stuff that we've got to get to tonight, and we've got a list. Let's get to our weekends. You know about Bourbon and Beyond. What did you do, Richard? I know you and I had lunch at Oscars on Saturday before we went to the show. Oscars yeah. I always love. What else you got? Well, I, I, I got to say uh... – I went to uh, Noche again. I mean, it seems like every three weeks I say I go to Noche, but hey, it's it's what we do in the Kinchlow household. Um, I, I didn't do much because I had a, a 30K race this weekend, so I had to be very relaxed and chilled out and hydrate. So I did a, a 30 mile or 30K race, which is about 18 some change miles this weekend so that's what i did this weekend nothing fun well and you had uh, a free concert in your backyard so i mean that's pretty awesome that that is true i did hear uh, all, all the acts i wanted to hear uh except the black crows unfortunately my favorite band we were at dinner when they played but i did manage to hear uh blondie i heard uh muddy water was it buddy buddy guy buddy guy buddy uh, guy yeah yeah uh, so I, I heard basically everybody, uh, a little bit of the Avett brothers, um, good and, uh, yeah, so yes, but I did have a concert in my backyard and I have another one this weekend as well. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so awesome. Like I said, we did a little podcast on Sunday morning, just sitting out on the deck talking about what we liked. Brian and Kelly, who are veterans to this show, um, sat with me. We talked about it. We had a little mic issue with Kelly's mic. So if you can get past that, uh, it's still a pretty good show. Uh, if you skipped over that, I will tell you the Killers are a band you need to see if you like rock music, if you like music in general. What a show. Maybe the best band I've seen at Bourbon and Beyond. If not the best, they're in the top three at that venue. Um, Billy Strings was a revolution. If you've never seen that guy and what he does, it's unbelievable. Like He just uh, uh, plays an acoustic guitar like you cannot even believe. Um I thought Blondie was amazing, 78 years old, sexy as hell, rock and roll as hell. She's still punk rock. She's awesome as hell. She was great. A couple others that I loved. I loved Bastille. That was surprisingly good. Uh, They put on a great show and sounded great. And um, let's see, anybody else that I just really, really loved? Um, Those are my best ones. You know, I I like Brandy Carlisle. I like the Avett Brothers. Duran Duran was really good, kind of corny. Yes, but they I sounded did hear great. Duran Duran. I was surprised how good they sounded. Yeah, a little disappointed by the Black Keys. Um, disappointed by Spoon. I thought they would be fun to see. They were not that great. Um, disappointed by uh, Brittany Howard. 
I think she's an amazing voice. Uh, like I talked about in the pod, I think she suffers from set pacing and slows down through too much of her show. Wish she played a little bit more up tempo. Are the shakes. are the Alabama shakes dead? I think so. I think she's just doing her own thing now. Because I know one of them got arrested for something. Yeah. Domestic violence or something like their drummer or something. But the Alabama shakes were one of the best bands of. Like the, the early, the, uh, early, like 2012 in that era, they were as good as anybody out there. I would, I would even say 2016, 20. I mean, they were amazing. Mm-hmm. They were a breath of fresh air, kind of like Nathaniel Ratliff in the night sweats, in my opinion. But damn I, it, I just drank that Coke again. I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's it's the chip in your body right. programming you. God bless it. I've got <laughs> okay, put this away. I've got a cocktail over here. Let's do that. Um, uh, yeah, so. You're right. The Alabama Shakes were a great band, and I love them. Um, anyway, it was a great, great lineup. I love that festival. You know, Louisville is one of the best places in America to be in September because we had that show. We have the largest, largest rock festival going on right now in Louisville. If you don't like any of that, we've got Churchill Downs running for about three weeks here in September, so you can find some fun stuff. I'll be headed out to the track Saturday night, so I'll give a report next week about that because uh, that's going to be fun. As far as food, you know, we ate pretty well before we went to the track. We went to Big Bad Breakfast, which I like a lot, and we went to Oscars. That was Those were repeats from last year. We kind of did the same days. And then Sunday, we went out to Waldo's Chicken and Beer in Norton Commons to watch football and eat a little bit. And that's a pretty fun spot on a Sunday uh, for NFL games. If you sit at the bar particularly, you can get every game all around the bar. Uh, the chicken's good. It's not going to blow you away, but it's it's good. Good chicken tenders, wings, that kind of thing. Um, is that the place we went? Yes, it is. Yes, I and, will agree with you. And uh, it's Norton Common, so you roll up there at 1 on an NFL Sunday, and there are like eight people in there. It's not like going to Saints or going to – you know, uh, a, a true sports bar. So it was great. It worked out perfect for us. And the other thing I will say about food this weekend is it, at our house, it was bourbon and beyond sponsored by Jack's pizza. Are you familiar with Jack's pizza? No, it is a thin crust, cheap as hell freezer pizza. You can get at the grocery store. They cost. Oh, Oh yes. Five. Jack- oh yeah. Five ninety nine for one, or you can get a box of three for eleven ninety nine. We ate Jack's Pizza at midnight every single night, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just hitting the Jack's Pizza and some beer, cheese, and crackers, and some you know uh, chips and salsa. But thank you, Jack's Pizza, you uh, kept us alive this weekend. Well, no wonder you didn't recover and you only had a four day week. Explained a lot. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so that was a weekend. That, yeah, man, I'm getting too old for that shit. Um, but I'm yes. not stopping, but I'm not stopping. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, so let's move on. Let's oh, go. God, it's awful. It's awful. It's so bad. It's so damn bad. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's getting poured out. Let's, let's cover, let's go, let's jump into football, college football. Last week, I went one and two on my picks. Um, I, you know, I was somehow scored 41 points and, uh, the, the coach, uh, Got testy afterwards about that, but the over-under on the game against Penn State this week is 40, so they're not scoring. They suck still. Um, that one cost me. That's okay. I'm 5-6 and six on the year. I'm going to throw out a couple of lines now that I like this week. Uh, the first one, my favorite line this week, is Arkansas at LSU, and I'm going to take the over 55. I think there's a ton of points to be had in that football game. I love that line. 
Um, this is one of those weeks where you first look at it and you're like, I don't know if I like anything here. And then you dig in and you realize there's several. They're like, oh, I could bet that. Um, Indiana at home, they're giving 16 to Akron. I hate Akron. They're terrible. They lost to Kentucky 35 to three. Indiana's one and two, but they're not that bad. They played Ohio State tough, only gave up 23 points, lost this past weekend um, by a touchdown. There, or um, Yeah, to Louisville, lost to Louisville by a touchdown. So I like them. I feel like this game could be like a, a, a 28 to 10 game. Give me Indiana here. Um, give me a, a bad team laying points at home against a really, really bad team. And my third game, I'm tempted. Like, if Ole Miss, Ole Miss is getting seven at Bama. I don't think Bama's great. If that line moved to seven and a half, I'd take it. Um, Wisconsin's down to only giving five and a half at Purdue. Kind of like Wisconsin there. But the third one I'm going to give out, I'm going to give out Notre Dame getting three at home against Ohio State. Now, actually, probably I would bet that money line. Um, I know – Given history, this is the wrong side to be on. You should play Ohio State here because they always win. Notre Dame sucks. But I get this feeling that things are a little bit different this year. Ohio State hasn't looked quite as good. Notre Dame's got the best quarterback they've had in 20 years probably. They've got a really good offensive line. And this season just kind of feels like it's going to get shaken up a little bit, doesn't it? It kind of feels like a little changing of the guard. Like Texas might go to the playoff. I I could see Notre Dame being actually good and not paper tiger good. Alabama is struggling. Georgia had a little struggle against South Carolina. So go ahead, give me Notre Dame. Let's just take a money line. Let's take them to win and let's go from there. I like it. I like it. All right. Okay. All right. Let's go. Yeah. And the, yeah. And the, and the cats, our beloved Kentucky Wildcats, are laying 13 and a half at Vanderbilt this weekend. Richard, how would you bet that? Uh, I I I'm going to say Kentucky wins by 10. So you take Vandy. I would lay the points. I think late in the game, Kentucky wins. Um, I might be more tempted to play the over, just given the fact that Vandy can score more so than they have in the past. But uh, I'd take Kentucky laying the points. If that line moved another point down or something, I'd really be interested in it. But uh, if if I was getting it under 13, I'd be very, very interested. So, um all right, there's college football gambling for anyone who cares and for everyone who does not. Uh, any other sports things you want to hit on before we jump to the next uh, situation? Uh, I Dion's the Dion story continues to like build and build and build and build. I saw an interesting story um, that one of the sports columnists were calling that Dion Sanders will be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and, and he, they think he'll be at Colorado a year and then jump to the NFL. Now it'd be interesting if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, uh, which they probably won't, but, um, interesting things. Yeah. The way the Cowboys look now, they're not going to need a coach next year. They're the best team in football or one of the three best right now. Yeah. They have an incredible defense. That defense smoked me in uh, my fantasy team. Yeah. So by themselves, I mean, honestly, it was, uh, it's, it was pretty interesting. But yeah, it's uh, that that story is interesting. I mean, Dion's like, I mean, if he was your coach, you'd love every waking minute of this. But he is also like, it's a, it's kind of annoying, like. All these people news. He was on Good Morning America or sixty minutes. 60 minutes like, yeah, yeah. It's like, 
okay. It's just like it's it's the shiny new thing, and maybe he is a good coach. It's or maybe he just pulled together a lot of good talent. I I haven't figured it out yet, but he is making people pay for not uh, making him their head coach. I can tell you that right now. Florida State. I mean, you better win out because you've lost. It's just like although Deion Sanders is an opportunist, he might go back and forgive them, but I don't know. I mean, I can, honestly, it's just like the way Florida season, if they hadn't beat Tennessee, I thought, uh, uh, I thought it's just like, okay, Florida's going to fire their coach and immediately go after Dion. Yeah. I think that's, that's totally in play. I think what he's done out there is amazing. Now it's going to come crashing down. They're 21 point underdogs at Oregon this week. I think Oregon might even cover that. Like they lost to, they, they haven't lost yet, but they almost lost to Colorado State, who's terrible, and they beat Nebraska, who's terrible. So it's exciting. It's hype. I get it. He's, I think he has five ranked Pac 12 teams on his schedule the rest of the way. They're going to drop some of those. So there's going to be some reality that sets in here. But you can't argue with what's happening out there, and you can't argue with that potential. Now, I see Dion as a purely college coach because. No salary cap. You recruit the players you want. You can jump, come in there, and, and grab a great player off of another team in the you know in in the off season. Um, you can create this hype around your program, right? Like he's going to get dudes on the sideline who are interesting and fun, and guys like you know all that stuff. Rappers, musicians, actors, all that stuff. It's going to be the cool place to be. Colorado is the cool place to be right now. Yeah. Yep. It's going to change. Colorado's not always going to be the cool place to be. And and this is a perfect storm, too, because he could have never done this in the pre-transfer uh, portal era and the pre-NIL era. It would have been a lot harder to do. And But I think he, yeah. I do think he's I do think he's a really good coach, and he proved that at his last job. But he's going to get another job, and I, the next job is going to be someplace warm weather, someplace that's actually cool. Like, could you imagine Dion at Miami? No, I was sick of that too. But I don't. I could, no, like, I could really imagine, and it'd be awesome. Like, can you imagine how that how that would go? Like, or at, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of like like cool like someplace with cool cachet. Like, I don't think you're gonna get it like in an old school SEC place. But somebody who doesn't mind like like uh, that sort of swagger. Like, I think Miami. I think Florida State. Florida is kind of Clemson? in play. Clemson's if, in if play. Dabo, what about Clemson? If yeah. Dabo mess, it keeps messing around, he is – they're going to – I mean, yes, he did a lot of great things, and he had a lot of good years, but it's just like there's a lot of people in South Carolina in the Clemson fan base that are calling for him to to leave. I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you a, a better one, one where they have – the success is a little further removed, and they are really uh, itching to get rid of their coach, and that's Texas A&M. Yes, yeah. That's a spot. But I – and I, I don't – it's just like I don't know if Dion would jump Colorado to go to Texas A&M. They do have a an ass load of money, and it's – I mean, it's it's Texas level, and I don't know if that's where he would go, though. It, yeah, it's kind I, of I weird. don't know either, but, it, but, but the SEC gives you a clean path to the national championship. The SEC and Big Ten – give you a clean path to the national championship. Oh, Whereas, don't get me wrong. I, I don't, I don't think he's around Colorado for very long. No, I mean, I, I hate no to way. say it to the Colorado fans. Enjoy it while you last, because you are right. He is looking for green. I think he is looking for greener pastures and 
it's like it'll be interesting to see a if and he, by greener pastures you mean pastures with a lot more money green yeah that's but i money that it then it doesn't see i mean he's not he doesn't need money i mean but i think what it is is a chance to get back at florida state and uh, to play florida state or or even coach florida state it, it there's something it's like he is looking he wants to win a national championship and turn around all the naysayers who said, nanny boo boo, guess what you just screwed up on? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, it is the story of college football this season. And yeah. like, like I said, I feel like this season in college football is going to be kind of different. I think maybe you don't see Bama and Ohio State and Clemson in the playoff like we've seen so many times. It feels yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I don't think you'll see Ohio State and Alabama this year, or, or Clemson, obviously. Obviously, I, I Clemson not, are, but yeah. yeah, Clemson's not. But, um, but it, it's Georgia will wake up, um, and and stuff like that. And speaking of Georgia, Ge- we Georgia's going to take a loss. Georgia's going to take a loss this year, though. But I still think they'll they'll get in. in. Yeah, I think they'll yeah. get in, but they're taking a loss. But it, it's also, I'll tell you another interesting scenario is. Let's say it's like, yes, Texas beat Alabama at home, but I have a funny feeling that Texas is going to screw up somehow and they're going to be on the outside looking in again. And Stark, Stark is I, he's on thin ice, I think, whether it's he's done a lot of dumb things. He did dumb things at the end of the season last year. And I think they're it's like they're. I don't think he's a good offensive coordinator, and that's where the line is drawn, in my opinion. Now, he does have talent, but Texas might be a surprise school for Dion, potentially. Yeah. I think Texas has more prestige in the college football world. I mean, Texas A&M is a good story, and I think they have more money. It's just like them and Texas have the probably about the same amount of money. But if you're going to go, it's like, why not go to Texas first year in the SEC next year? I mean, they can buy out a million dollar contract pretty easy. Just one booster could do that. Yeah, yeah. And buy buy them out, buy Colorado out that easily. Yeah, so, I I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, I th- I don't think he lands at Texas, but I think that's that's one to think about and watch. We'll watch yeah. it next week. I've got I I want to throw at you a couple of college teams and tell me if you think they're for real. Or they're not. I'm going to hold that till next week till we get a couple more results um, this Saturday. All right. Shifting gears completely. We're of a certain age where um, we know life before cable TV and we know PBS and we know Saturday afternoons on um, local PBS educational television. KET was here and every single weekend you could catch about 30 percent of the time. Bob Ross painting a painting. Did you like Bob Ross? I did. The, in fact, there, there's a very good documentary on Netflix about Bob Ross. There is, and about his uh, the all of his naming rights and royalties and who's running that yeah. and all that. It's it's very very good. Love Bob Ross. I've actually done a couple of Bob Ross paintings. We I did a couple with my daughters. I've done a few by myself. I love it. Um, Bob Ross though was not well respected by the art community in his time because he was cranking out these paintings 30 minute episodes just painting them live just cranking them out mass not mass producing they were all original uh an amazing talent i think and just a a super cool guy 
And just this week, his original painting from the Joy of Painting, the first one he did, sold at auction for $10 million. You saw that, right? I did. I did. And that is surprising, but not surprising, honestly. I mean, I, I totally agree. Like, he is a pop culture sensation. It's come back. And I think it's really interesting because I, we always hear about how artists are not appreciated in their time. It's only yep. after their death that people care about them and that their stuff is worth money. And I never thought I'd see that, but that's exactly what this is. And this is not yep. an isolated case. This happens with all of his stuff, not to the $10 million number, but his stuff, like in the early 90s, you could have grabbed a Bob Ross painting for 50 bucks. Forget that now. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It's 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 I, just not surprise. Nothing surprises me anymore. It's yeah. like somebody's going to give that money to him. I mean, that's going to happen. It's just weird like that. I mean, I, it, I hope there's a. I hope we're alive when the first Bob Ross painting is hung in the Museum of Modern Art in New York City. It's going to happen, and I hope we're alive for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so. very cool. Now, I did, I did try to bid on that, Richard, and I, I, I didn't consult you before I did this, but I did try to sell, um, the podcast to leverage funds, but I only was able to uh, get an <laughs> offer of forty dollars. So we kind of got shut out on that. Son of a I bitch. Felt, I felt pretty good about getting Son forty bucks, bitch. actually. Like I, I mean, like you make it seventy-five, maybe we'll talk about it. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but the, you know, I love Bob Ross. I think he was just a, a cool dude, uh, happy trees and talking about squirrels and puffy clouds and all that stuff. So I love well, you there. There's I can't I, I think it's God, what's the town there. If you in Indiana, since I travel a lot in Indiana, you there's signs all over the interstate east of Indianapolis for the Bob Ross experience. And I think he was from Indiana, if I remember correctly. And you I can go up right. there. You can go up there, and it's like you can take part in the Bob Ross experience. For some so reason, maybe when you Muncie is in my mind. Is, is Muncie? Muncie? That's is it. Muncie? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, okay. It is Muncie. Yes. I couldn't think of the town. I could think of Ball State, but I couldn't think of ta what right, town Ball right. State was in. But yes, it's Muncie. And I, my wife, who is an artist, is it, we watched the documentary together, and and she she found that online, and then I saw billboards for it. You can also go to Uranus Fudge up there too. Oh yeah, near I've there. Seen that place. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. Seen that Anderson. Place it's in Anderson, Indiana. Okay. Uh, plug uh, Uranus Fudge if you'd like to sponsor the show too. Uh, we're oh we're my accepting god, applications. That's, that would be amazing. Um, that yes. would be fantastic. Get at us, Uranus. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, I want to shift real quick because I started watching something on TV this week that I really liked and I want to get into. Um, and we talked about I talked about it last week when it was debuting, and that is Wrestlers on Netflix is about Ohio Valley Wrestling in the state of Kentucky. It is the last minor league wrestling company in America that's you know, everything else is WWE or whatever the other one is. And this documentary, two episodes in, is really, really good. And Al Snow is very likable. Um, it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm two thumbs up on it. And I texted you while I was in the middle of the second episode and, uh, told you that I was very excited about it. Have you checked it out yet? I haven't watched it yet because it's, I don't, oddly enough, I don't watch a lot of TV when I travel and, um, I'm, 
the good thing is like I will have the TV to myself in a, in a week. So I will probably catch up with it, catch up on it then. So I will do that then. Have you ever, so, have you ever been to Ohio Valley wrestling on Thursday night? No, I have Louisville? not. I've driven by it, but I have never, or I, it, it's out Valley station. Yeah. It? I think that's right. Yep. Um, yeah. McKinley going out to Fort Knox and stuff area. Yeah. 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 We watched it as a family, McKinley and Elizabeth and I, and McKinley and I are jacked. We want to go on a Thursday night. So if you want to make a field trip, I'll keep you in the loop on that. Okay. All right. Keep me in the loop for I think, sure. I, I think that'd be super fun. And I think we um, should take the wives just to like get, get them to experience it all. Elizabeth liked the show. I think she would probably go. Um, it's only 10 bucks. I've spent 10 bucks on way dumber things than that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, I want to check it out. Oh, it, it wrestlers on Netflix. Um, I, I recommend it highly. It got a great review. All the, the critic reviews have been great of it. And um, it's really, really interesting to watch these people and the animosity they have towards Matt Jones, who's one of the owners, um, the, the most hands-on owner. And uh, he's trying to make money and trying to keep them viable. But he also is a dude who wears, you know, check shirts and baseball caps and looks like you and me and, and has a college degree. And uh, they they there's really a lot of animosity towards him and like him just trying to run it as a business. And I know that thing all gets better as they move along, but uh, it's it's interesting to see, you know, kind of those cultures clash as well. Yeah, I'll have to uh, check that out and uh, I will get back to you on my review of that. All or right. at least a first episode. I'll, I'll yeah. try to get I'll Check try it. to get a first episode in uh, you're gonna get hooked. This... I'm just telling you, man. If you watch wrestling as a kid at all, you're gonna get hooked. Well, I um, wasn't a big wrestling fan, so that might be a problem. Uh, but, you're still gonna uh, like I, it. I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a chance. Uh what about you? Have you read anything or, or watched anything? I know you've been on the road, not watching much TV, and but uh, you, you did have a, a leisurely weekend prepping for I your did. run. Um we uh we are watching Only Murderers, the the new season. Yeah. It's gone downhill, and it's kind of the law of diminishing return. It's not as good. It's just like each season seems to be going downhill. Um, this season in particular is not very good, in my opinion. Um, I am watching The Diplomat still. I think I'm on just finished episode four, so I'm a little behind on that. Is she still greasy? Um, yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know what it is. It bugs me. It's just like, it, it just bugs me to death. But yes, she is still greasy. And I don't know why. Uh, She's so pretty yeah. and she she just needs to shower. Yep. yep. It's like, it, it, can I write Netflix and say that? Or is that, would that get me in trouble? Would that lose another sponsor potential? I, oh, I just plugged wrestlers like for five minutes. So I think it, yeah, like, it, like, so, it bounces out. You say the show's good. She just needs a shower. Like all things being equal. That's just constructive criticism. Yeah. I mean, she looks like she smells I'm like, I hate to say it. She looks like she smells. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of body odor going yeah, on covered yeah. up with patchouli. Patchouli. Slap some patchouli on that man. Yeah. There I you mean, go. No, it's like, and I don't want her like, I mean, our chief ambassador to England to have to wear patchouli. Right. Just saying. Of course. Right. Exactly. They already hate us. All right. So, so you got uh, the diplomat and only murders. That seems like that's a lot. That's, uh, I, I, I did finish a good audible book or audio or audible book, uh, 
on my way home, uh, striking back, which was about the Munich, um, the Munich Olympics, the 72 the, Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it was apparently this book was what Munich, the movie Spielberg's movie was based on. Um, it was very fascinating. It was a good book. I, it's, it's a second book I've read or read, I guess, uh, about the, the massacre at the Olympics and then the follow-up Israeli response. It was very good. I, I, it's, it's a very interesting read. So very good overall. So we're running, we're running out of time, but I want to do a quick hit on that. Like the, the movie Munich, do you think it's good, bad, or average overrated, underrated, properly rated? How about that? Uh, I liked it, but it, it's a lot of people say it's just average for Spielberg. I thought it was good, but it was there were some parts that were just overkill completely that had nothing to do with the movie, and it was overkill. I I will say that, but I like the movie overall. I like I, I like historical movies like that. So. I think it's good, but I think it's overrated, and there was a lot in there mm -hmm. that kind of drug. I really was jacked to see that movie, yeah. and it did not yeah do it for me. All right, we're at the end of our time, so it's about time to wrap up. Richard and I uh, are going to head out Saturday afternoon to one of my favorite places in town, Hillcrest Tavern. They have some of the best wings in town. Do a little guys' day with a couple other friends. Watch the Kentucky Vandy game. We'll probably do what guys do, which is just you know sit around, drink beer, fart, talk about sports, cars, and boobs, and uh, you know do that sort of thing. So, um, looking forward to hanging out on Saturday afternoon while the wives are doing their own things and the kids are doing their own things, and um, we got a good football game lined up. Yeah, yeah. Go cats. Go beat the doors. Beat the doors. All right. Well. Thanks again for listening. This one has been a lot of fun. Do not buy Coca-Cola Y3000. It is ass. No, um, ass. And, uh, otherwise, you guys have a great week. We're going to get back at you next week. Keep living your best midlives. We're going to keep living ours. Talk to you later.